Okay, Dr. Matt Stevens, welcome to the Active Life Podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. For, for those of you guys listening who are like, oh, that name sounds kind of familiar. Where do I know Matt Stevens from? Matt was on the podcast right after the 2018 CrossFit Games. We discussed a wrap-up together because he spent that week uh, working on Amanda Barnhart, on Brooke Wells, on other athletes who were at the games. I posted a photo of it and, you know, he's an OG. He's been around for a while. Now, when, when did you start working with Active Life? What year was it? Oh, man. Um, I think we probably met, what, Waterpalooza probably three, four years ago, and we kind of kept in contact. I think I've been coaching for close to a year, year and a half now. Yeah, I think you met you met Jeremy at yeah. Wadapalooza in 15. And then I think we, I met you for the first time at the ECC in 16, which yep, was like correct. fairly, I, I guess soon after. Um, yeah. And then you've been on staff since I think late, uh, no, early 17. I think you came on staff. Yeah, I think so. Cause you came yep. to that workshop in 16 at the gym when we had 60 coaches from all over the world and you oh, were, yeah, yeah, you were yeah, one of them. First time. Yep. So, Matt, for those of the guys on this who are listening who who don't know, Matt is one of our what I would call senior coaches, and what I mean by that is when we have coaches on staff, many of them their job, their primary source of income from us is only to work with clients. They're great at working with clients. That's what they like to do. That's what they want to do. We also give our staff members the opportunity to take on leadership roles and build out programs and education systems and things like that. Matt has spearheaded our affiliate programming, our lesson plans, and what is essentially becoming the the core competency of the coach program. So, Matt, where did you get – like, wh- wh- why don't you give some people some background? Where does your experience come from that allows you and enables you to do that kind of stuff? Um, I mean, I have a pretty extensive background in kind of, you know, strength and conditioning as a, you know, traditional, you know, strength coach from like a CSC standpoint or CSCS standpoint. Um, so from there, just kind of molding that, I think I got dumped into the, uh, the CrossFit kind of community a while back. And then just been kind of blending those two, those two models together, plus kind of with our rehab background, um, that's kind of you know, the years of experience there have kind of, you know, molded me into being able to kind of, uh, you know, build out these programs and work with athletes and, and kind of, you know, bridging that gap between rehab and, and performance has kind of been, been my goal and my passion since, you know, since I started. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I mean, his interview will come out after yours, but when we interviewed, uh, your associate, I guess, maybe soon to be partner, I'm not sure what your situation is over there from a business perspective, Ryan Summers, yeah. who's also an active life staff, he talked about how when he got to Cleveland, he wanted to kind of do the bridging the gap between physical therapy and performance as well. And he was trying to pave his own path. And every time he did, people would be like, dude, you need to hit up Matt Stevens. Like he's the guy who's doing that here. And he's like, God damn it. Everybody says I got to go find this Matt Stevens guy. So he decided to do it. Um, and you work extensively with endurance athletes as well, right? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, we have a, we have a nice blend in our, in our office on a day-to-day basis from, you know, our weekend warriors to our elite level endurance athletes from triathlon to distance running to cycling, um, as well as our, you know, our lifting, you know, folks, our crossfitters, our power lifters and Olympic lifters. So we've been kind of blessed with kind of working with both of those areas and kind of, you know, we both have our, you know, our little expertise in our office as far as, you know, our passion for endurance, as well as our passion for strength. So it's been a nice, 
nice kind of a mix, you know, from a day-to-day basis in the, in the office. Okay. So you're obviously proving yourself to be successful in clinic. You guys, I know you guys are busy people who don't know if you want to go to Cleveland, Ohio and make an appointment at pure physio, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to get on the schedule today. You can get on the schedule eventually, but they're not hurting for patients out there. They're doing the job. One of the questions I like to ask our staff members is, given that you have experience working with people in person, did you have any trepidation or any concern that it wasn't going to be a transferable thing when you go online? At first, I mean, I think my biggest fear was just the communication aspect, which has been great with some of the, the different you know uh, tech solutions that I've come up with that, the true coach and online and video calling, but as far as like the programming goes, you know, for me, a lot of what we do in the office is a fair amount of hands-on work, but there's a giant gap of just getting people better through rehab and progressing them back from their injury to whatever their sport is. And a lot of that we weren't really doing in the clinic anyway. So we were programming a lot for our athletes and for our, you know, our, our patients in the office. And so that was a relatively easy transfer from in the clinic to outside of the clinic. I think one of the biggest gaps that we always see in the past is, we go to a PT clinic and we kind of get the stigma of, oh, they give me a two-pound dumbbell and some bands, and then in six weeks, I'm supposed to go back to overhead squatting 200 pounds, you know, and that's kind of where, you know, there was a huge lag and where we did a lot of that programming meeting and kind of bridging that gap between the, the rehab and the performance side of things, and that's an easy transfer to do that online, and we were already kind of doing that in our, in our local setting, getting athletes back, and then so it was a relatively easy transfer you know, to online community, just online coaching and online training and, uh, you know, getting those people from their injury or whatever their aches and pains are working on their imbalances and then getting them back to their sport. So all in all, I think that was a giant thing missing in PT, you know, as far as from the traditional therapy setting is that kind of strength training aspect and identifying imbalances and actually loading up patients, which the online forum, you know, allows us to do that pretty seamlessly, which is, which is nice. So, at first, yeah, I was maybe a little hesitant because it's not it's non traditional. But within a handful of months, you know, seeing great results with our clients and having great lines of communication and building good even relationships and rapport via video calling, it's been pretty seamless, which is great. So, when would somebody need to be in the clinic? Because I do believe that there's still a lot of value and a lot of opportunities when somebody needs to be with the clinician face to face in the same room. And that's why we still turn away 35% of people who reach out to us. We're still saying no, if we can't help you. But from your perspective, when is it wrong for somebody to work with an online coach? Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's post-op patients that come into our office that we see that are, you know, very challenging sometimes do online and the early basis of that. Um, if they have, you know, tissue restrictions or things, you know, soft tissue stuff that actually needs to be worked out, worked on in the office. That's kind of where we, you know, we spend a lot of our time with our folks in the office, whether it's joint mobilization, soft tissue mobilizations or other, you know, tactics to kind of promote healing, um, you know, whether it's dry needling or, you know, manipulation and things like that. So, you know, those folks are very, you know, good to be in office, but our, our typical treatment model isn't three times a week for six weeks, you know, maybe, once or twice a week for two or three weeks, maybe max. And then they're progressing out of our office. You know, my goal is to hopefully not see them anymore after that, you know, acute phase. Also too, it's nice to have them in office and in person for an actual one-on-one assessment. I mean, 
we do a very good job online as far as being able to assess clients and have them sit, send videos back and forth. But it's always nice to watch somebody actually move, you know, from a mobility standpoint, but also even loaded in the office. It's nice to be able to say, you know, hey, let's load this. And that doesn't look that good. And let's regress here and regress there. And I can actually watch that in real live time and give actual cues and feedback. So sometimes for those folks, it's nice to have them, you know, in the office and presence, we can do things live and, and it's a little bit faster, but um, as far as making corrections and scaling things and kind of where they're at. But ultimately, our goal is to transition them, you know, out of our office relatively quick and get them back to, you know, under some load, under some tension to start doing the things that they want to do. And so what did that, does that ever wear on you as a clinician? I know it wore on me, but the idea of, hey, we're going to see you while you're miserable and get you to a place where you can be happy <laughs> and then never see you again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's always the challenging part, you know, because um, oftentimes people will just kind of disappear off my schedule sometimes. And then I'll see them out, out in public or at the gym or at an event or something. I'm like, oh, man, I can't thank you enough. I've been feeling great. The shoulder pain hasn't been bugging me in months. It's like, man, I wish I would have actually got that feedback a while ago. I was kind of worried that, you know, maybe you weren't <laughs> you weren't doing so well. I didn't hear from you again. But, you know, lo and behold, they're actually back to doing what they love to do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a mental, you know, mental fatigue, sometimes dealing with people that are in pain and coming to you because they're not feeling well, you know, there's a, there's an emotional part of that in the office that, you know, is sometimes good for people because they need that outlet. They need that place to go and kind of vent and, and, you know, they need that more emotional support to get better. Um, but that can be very draining on a, you know, on a clinician 40 plus hours a week, you know, trying to give that not only the mental energy of coming up with a program to get them better, but dealing with their daily complaints and, and, and things, but you kind of learn how to navigate every patient and everyone's a little bit different. And we even see that on, you know, on, in, on, on the online programming and one-on-one -on -one coaching is every athlete's got a little bit different need as far as how we approach that person. They're very analytical or very emotional. So, um, and we do that, you know, live and in real time in the office as well. So why active life for you? I mean, you and your clinic, you, you guys, you don't need us. Right. And one of the things I always like to say to, to, to anybody who asks us about our staff is the thing I'm most proud of with the company is that nobody who's on our staff needs us. So why would you want to work with us? And when I say you don't need us, what I mean is you can be successful without us. You have a successful clinic. You are working with professional athletes. Amanda Barnhart and Brooke Wells come to you. Why, why would you decide to team up with us instead of just doing this on your own? First of all, I mean, I just love the philosophy, you know, of what you guys are doing. And, and I think through active life gives me a life, gives me a, a way to get out of my geographical location and, and impact people all over the world, essentially. I mean, we have clients in South Africa and Australia and all different places. So it kind of gives me a, a soundboard to kind of get whatever my skill set out, out there is um, and be able to impact people outside of my office and in my area. Um, you know, and ultimately just the structure in, in the, you know, the theory behind kind of what, what active life stands for and what they do is directly aligns with what we do in our office. And like I said, it just kind of gives us that soundboard to, to get our word out there and get our, get our message out there and then just collaborate with like-minded you know, practitioners around the country, which is fantastic. And we get a lot of, you know, in our Cleveland area, we got a, like a lot of big hospital systems and a lot of PTs kind of get the same rap of, you know, they're just working with total hips and total knees. And, you know, 
there's not a lot of like-minded folks in our in our area. So the Active Life team is, is a great place to kind of collaborate and, and work with other folks that kind of do the same thing and have the similar goals that we have here. Um, and that's, those are kind of the main reasons why, you know, since I've met you guys, I think we've kept in contact over the years and just our relationship's grown and grown, which, is, which has been great. Yeah, you had a sweet Reebok pullover when you came to our workshop. And I'm like, that guy looks like he should be on staff. <laughs> that's a sweet pullover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and what I mean by that is you looked professional. Um, okay. Someone is out there right now and they're like, um, I, I, I watch your Instagram account. I watch Pure Physio's Instagram account and I see the kind of exercises that you do. I'm a coach. I'm going to implement them with my patient, with my client, excuse me. They do it. It doesn't work. What's going on? Why is it that, why is your physical therapy background important to be able to administer the stuff that we teach people to help somebody who is in a, a dire position, if you will? I mean, assessment is always key. I mean, we always go back to that, you know, and if we're not prescribing the right exercises for the, wherever that person is in their injury or whatever they may have going on or tissue structures, you know, you're not going to get the same outcomes. It's probably like, like baking, you know, you decide to throw in a couple extra ingredients there and your end result comes out terrible, you know, it doesn't come out the way you want it to. So it's all about the proper assessment, what the goal is for that person and individualizing the care accordingly. And so I think that's where we see a lot of, you know, a lot of information out there right now, which is great, but all of it doesn't apply to everybody. You know, I get 10 people in with back pain, whether it's in the office or remote clients, their programs are not going to look the same. You know, we're not necessarily prescribing the same weights, the same movements, the same exercises because someone has back pain, you know, so it's really hard to overgeneralize a lot of those movement things. And I think even we made a post probably a month or two ago about getting away from that, trying not to just post simple exercises, you know, we're kind of getting out of that mindset because people do, they latch onto that, that one thing and this is going to be the end all be all and it's going to fix all my problems and I just got to stretch this or strengthen that or move in this direction and do this mobility exercise and all my knee issues are going to go away or hip issues or whatever it might be. Um, but each person is needs and should be treated on an individual basis. And I think that's what we do in our office that sets us apart, you know, from a lot of clinics is we get people that come in, you spend 10, 10 minutes with them and they're like, Oh, no one's ever even tested that before. I didn't know I had a deficiency there. And those are the same things that we do online, like through all the whole testing program, whether it's mobility or strength and balances. So, uh, yeah, ultimately the cookie cutter or they're just finding something online is, is, is easy to do, but it's not always going to fix the issue. And and why do you think it is that generally speaking, physical therapists and chiropractors are getting a, I don't want to say a bad rap because it's even the wrong word. It's they're, they're getting lumped in a conversation that actually makes me a bit uncomfortable, which is, are they sometimes the wrong clinic for you to be in? Yes. Are they bringing you in for the explicit purpose that they need to make money? And they're willing to do whatever it takes to make that money off of you. I think generally the answer to that is no. But the reputation that chiropractors and physical therapists are getting in the in the fitness, especially landscape, is of a charlatan, of somebody who is like, yeah, whatever, come in, we're going to ice it and stim it. And I'm going to run all these different modalities and charge as much as I possibly can to your insurance company. 
Why do you think that's what's happening? Why do you think that's the reputation that's getting out there? I mean, that's the unfortunate downside of dealing with the, the insurance industry too. I mean, from me being a business owner and taking insurance in the office, you can kind of start to see why they, they need to be very productivity driven, which is really unfortunate. That's kind of why I got out of that system really and started to kind of open my own practice and, and treat with the ideals and the, and the methodology that I wanted to treat with. Because, yeah, I mean, you can make a lot of money if you see patients every 15 to 30 minutes and run through the door and you know, give them a couple of TheraBand exercises and send them out. Um, and I get where people have to kind of meet their bottom line to pay payroll and keep the lights on in their offices. But, um, you know, I think that's where that industry, you know, especially in our area, all the hospitals own pretty much all the PT clinics. So there's not a lot of private practices in our area. Um, and I think for a good reason, because the, the, the margins are pretty slim, but ultimately, you know, our goal is to move away from that traditional model of just being a factory and being in, you know, identifying and taking the time to fully assess these folks from top to bottom, left to right, and figuring out what their goals are and laying out a timeline for them, you know, to return to sport or whatever their activity is, and then building them programs accordingly. And so we're trying to find creative ways to, you know, implement these different systems in our office that also, you know, allow us to keep the doors open, but provide a superior service. And so I think a lot of it's just PTs get a bad rap because they're unfortunately forced into that, into that environment with wherever they're working. Yeah. I think, I think part of the problem is that, um, people don't realize what it costs to run a PT clinic, what it costs to run a chiropractic office. And having those costs is not an excuse for billing things that should not be billed. That being said, I think that PTs and chiros are afraid to say, hey, it's $150 a visit or it's $2,500 for a case, generally speaking, because people don't value their care in that kind of a financial way. And now what happens is when you ask the doctors to do it for less they have to find a way to do more of it in order to stay open and do what you're asking them to do. And I think that the people out there who, who, and, and I'm not in practice anymore. So I'm not even speaking for myself. I'm speaking for the people out there who are getting trounced on and I've heard it on podcasts and all over the place. And we, we get misunderstood when I say the doctor doesn't understand this. What I mean is the doctor who you're going to see who doesn't understand what you value is the wrong doctor for you to see. Not that's a bad doctor who doesn't care about you. Those are two very different things. And I think that if you start going and looking for doctors and saying, hey, I will give you $2,500 to solve my problem, you will get exactly the care that you're looking for. It's just that you don't value it. You say you value it, but you don't. And I, it, it seems like, too, there's the, this negative connotation around physical therapy and what it actually is. And we try to kind of get away from even using that word because when people think about it, it's I have to have an injury of some sort that's not getting better to even go to physical therapy. We've been trying to change our local community's mindset around, you know, we can, we can work on the forefront of this and be preventative and identify imbalances before this happens or training errors or things like that and hone in movement patterns. Um, but also it's, you know, my grandma had her hip replaced and she's got to go to physical therapy, you know? So it's a, it's 
people, you know, we're trying to get that word out there that we do much more than that. You know, we're not a clinic where we're seeing three people at the same time and you're going to be put in a corner with a TheraBand. You know, that we're having people, you know, using barbells in the office and they're under deadlift load and they're back squatting. They're doing all these different things in our office. Um, so it's, it's, I think for us, it's, it's building that voice in our community. And I think that's what Active Life has done for PTs and chiros is shown that there can be a difference between the grandma's physical therapist you know, in the, you know, the guy that wants to sit in the recliner and drink beer and go to the chiropractor once a week and feel better. But there's, there's clinicians out there that do much more than that. And I feel like that's what, where I think too, the, like the active life brand has really grown and kind of shown that we can, we do much more than that. We know much more than that. We have much more grander services to offer our, you know, the fitness and health and wellness community. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think you nailed it. I think the issue is the, the right person walks into the wrong clinic for them and yeah. the clinic doesn't recognize that because it, they, they can't, it's just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be viable for them to stay open. They hope they can help the person. They do their best. They just, they miss. And then the person gets disenfranchised with the entire profession. Yeah. So, if you were to advise a young physical therapist coming up or a young chiropractor coming up or even a young coach coming up, you you right now, I believe, are in the position as a practicing clinician, as a physical therapist, working at Active Life, having a leadership role. Um, you're in a position that a lot of people would envy and want to be in. And I think that there's a void of good advice for young professionals. I would love for you to give them some right now from a, they just like, this is the time of year when a semester ends and chiropractors and physical therapists are graduating. As we interview, it's December 6th, 2018. They're going to go into the world today. If they graduated today, today is the smartest they will ever be in their life. If you ask them, <laughs> right? I've never been as smart as I was the day I graduated chiropractic school. I knew everything. So what is, what is the advice you would give to a young graduate today who's coming out and wanting to, wanting to wear the shoes that you're wearing, sit in the chair that you're, wear, that you're sitting in? I mean, I think the biggest thing that, that I've done over the years is just kind of stick to my guns and follow my passion. You know, I, I worked a bunch of, uh, you know, crap jobs where I'm seeing three people and I worked in workmen's, you know, work, workers comp clinics and I worked in inpatient rehab and outpatient rehab in the hospitals and I managed other private practices for other owners. And I kind of learned exactly what I didn't want to do with that, point. you know, kind of trial by fire there. Um, but I knew I wanted to be able to provide good care and I was always passionate about performance and always, you know, passionate about, you know, strength and conditioning beyond what general physical ther therapists do. Um, and so for me, I, you know, I, I, I kind of worked for a while. I learned, I learned the ins and outs of the profession until I got comfortable, you know, to a point where I was like, I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it work, you know, and I'm going to do what I feel is right. Um, and I'm going to provide the care that I feel that folks should, you know, receive when they come into physical therapy. Um, you know, and I don't want to say completely change the mindset of what, you know, what PT is, but I knew there was much more than just what we were doing in, in the bands where you're even in the clinics, if you walk into any PT clinic, there's a couple of pink dumbbells in the corner <laughs> and like maybe uh, like a small cable column and one of those like weird hand bike ergs and a, you know, a hot pack in Easton. I was like, there's much more to that. And you kind of start to see, you know, you know, those couple, you know, formative years of getting out of school that 
people are getting better, you know, but they're not maybe you're not seeing the the athletes or the folks that you you know you want to see, and you know, kind of building that environment of you know whatever caseload or whatever patients you want to see, you know, have to kind of kind of stay at and stay and stay passionate about it. Um, the biggest thing too is just never stop learning. I mean, I know we preach that all the time, you know, through active life, you know, in, in school and everything else. But you know, there's no. I see a lot of folks that get into PT that they graduate. They take a couple of continuing education courses because they have to, and they, you know, whatever's closest to them, whatever's cheapest. Um, but there's really no drive to actually get better at, at, at what they're doing, you know. So I think the biggest thing is just find your passion and, and stick to it, and you know, continue to learn as you know as much as you can about that. Um, and everything else, kind of for me at least, been lucky enough that it's kind of organically fallen, you know, just kind of fallen into place. Where my my whole motto is, you know put out the best product I can, you know, and, and people, people come and it's, it's been working so far and people start to hear about it and learn, learn what you're doing. And, you know, you meet great people along the way and, you know, you learn from, you know, folks that have been around longer than you. And you know, I've found good mentors and, you know, I've built good relationships and that's kind of, kind of where I, where I ended up, where I am now. Well, and so I think you actually even minimized yourself a little bit because you talked about always doing the best that you can and putting yourself in situations to be successful you were obviously valuable when you met Dr. Jeremy at Wadapalooza, no less valuable than Dr. Jeremy when you were there. You guys, you're even, right? You're on even playing fields. And we had a company that you were interested in learning more about. So I think what people can learn in a situation like that is it wasn't just, oh, hey, cool. I'm Matt Stevens. You're Jeremy. Nice to meet you. It was, hey, I'm Matt Stevens. I would love to learn more about what you guys are doing. And then stay in touch. And then, oh, you guys are doing a workshop. I would love to come. And then take a flight from Ohio to New York and come. And then, hey, I'd love to be able to help you guys however I can because I think this stuff is really cool and I like what you're on to and I'd love to contribute. Okay. Well, we're not ready yet, but when we are, we'll, we'll let you know. And then continuing to follow up. Hey, how are things going? What's up, guys? Like... I can only use the example that that I know, which was ours particularly. But I imagine that if you did that with us, you do that with everything. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, if, if it's something that, you know, that I feel passionate about, you know, and then I feel it's going to be advantageous for me and I have, you know, a service to offer, I'm definitely going to pursue that, you know, um, trying to think of la- lack of a better term, but, you know, I mean, you know, when you see something good and you know, that you need to see something that's going to be beneficial for you long-term or and something that you want to be a part of and something, you know, where you can speak the same language with, with, you know, people in your field that are doing great things. And, and I think a lot of what I've learned even from, you know, just having a clinic locally is, you know, we do a lot of great collaborations with like-minded people here. You know, it's, it's nice to walk around to, to gyms and go to comps and, people are wearing our gear and seeing our shirts and, Oh, Hey, I know who you are. I follow you guys and whatever. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot of it's just, you know, building positive relationships with like-minded people and, and, and pursuing those and, and not being afraid. I found that one thing I was very hesitant when I, when I started was just even asking or even, you know, introducing myself or say, Hey, what are you guys into? Or can I be a part of it? And it's amazing once you start chatting with people, how willing they are to, you know, if they like you or if they are, you know, like mind, the, the willingness to help and, and to grow together, which has been fantastic. I mean, I find a great community, not only here in, in the Cleveland area, but also just from a, the like-minded clinicians that we have at Active Life and, you know, the folks that are involved. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess kind of find your tribe, you know, kind of the, kind of that whole mentality and, and stick with it. Yeah, and, and I think that for me at least, the cool thing that I like about our staff at Active Life is while we're all like-minded in a sense that we want people to be able to move, we want people to be able to train, and we want to absolutely make sure that people can get out of pain without going to the doctor or missing the gym – and the coaches and doctors can be educated in the way that we do things so that they can do it for their clients also. We all believe that. We also do not all believe exactly the same way. We're not like-minded 100% in how to fix a certain problem. And that's why somebody like you can bring things to the forefront and teach the rest of the staff how to be better working with endurance athletes. It's why somebody like Lance on our staff can bring to the staff breathing and bracing expertise. It's why Ray can build out tendon protocols because we don't all have the exact same education and mindset going into things and being able to, one of the things that you do really well as, you know, in the beginning when you started working with us, this is something I've never actually talked to you about. You know, there's there's a level of, I don't want to say something that Matt is going to think is wrong and then have Matt not respect us for it because I respect so much of what Matt has done on his own. And I feel like that's the case with everybody on our staff. And then when you start to do it, you start to say, you know what? I think there might be a different way to do that. People on staff either push back or they say, hey, yeah, I, I like that. That is a good way to do it. And then all of us get better, which I think is very cool. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's half of it too. I mean, if, you know, if you're the smartest one in the room all the time, you're never learning. You know, you got to surround yourself with people that know more than you or have different expertise than you to build off. I mean, that's why here, you know, if it's, it's somebody that needs, you know, a certain kind of treatment and someone does it better. I'm never afraid to send somebody out of my office and say, you know what, this person does this X times better than us. This is their specialty. You know, I always, you know, I kind of always want to, you know, broaden my knowledge base and grow as, as, as a clinician, but there's oftentimes people that are, are off other experts in the field that a we can learn from as a, as an you know an eclectic staff, um, but also for you know patient care and it's kind of nice to to have that well rounded group of people because none of us have the time to learn everything about every little aspect of of, of treatment or care. Yeah, I, I always say that the the CrossFit gym down the block from you, if you're a CrossFit gym owner, is only your competition if you don't know what problem you solve. Right, like if, yeah. if if you're the gym who just gets people fit, then yeah, the gym down the block is all, is your competition because they're getting people fit too. But if the problem that you solve is specific, if the problem that you solve is we take care of, you know, we'll get, we take care of forty plus athletes, forty plus CrossFit athletes. We're gonna make you the fittest guy in any room that you're in, without making you feel like the old guy in this one. If that's your motto, you don't compete with the gym down the block. And it would be awesome if rehab clinics thought the way that you do, which is if someone walks into your office who's the wrong person for you guys to be managing their care. And when I say the wrong person, it doesn't mean that you couldn't. It means that you feel like there's someone who's doing it all the time and is better suited. You're referring them out. I think if that was the case everywhere, we would have a much better healthcare system. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and I always say, you know, I, I try to stay in my lane, you know, as, as much as I can, you know, and I do what I do really well. And I try to hone that skill as, as well as I can. Um, you know, I like to grow in other areas too, but you know, ultimately, you know, my main bread and butter is we do rehab really, really well. You know, we're trying to bridge that gap between performance. You know, do I love strength conditioning? You know, I love programming on the outside of that. Yeah. I and mean, that's something that I'm passionate about and I do, but, um, 
it's just kind of that, that nice blend of, you know, of all of that. But if I got to pick the brain, you know, of somebody on staff, if I got this injury, I got that injury, or I need this protocol, you know, we have that well-rounded group that we can go to and continue learning from, you know, which is, which is fantastic. All right. Dr. Matt Stevens, everybody, where can they find you on social media if they want to be on the gram? Yeah, you can find us at, at pure underscore physio. Uh, that's where you'll find us. And that'll link you up to pretty much all of our website and everything else that we got going on uh, through Instagram. And you don't, you don't want them to follow your vacation photos? Uh, they can, yeah. So my personal is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my personal is uh, at Matt Stevens DPT. Uh, so yeah, you can find my personal. It's pretty lame. It's usually just me and wherever me and my, my wife drags me across the world. It's, it's, it's pretty much what, what you'll find on there. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. All right. Thanks, Dr. Dr. Matt Stevens. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much, man. You're welcome. That's a wrap for another Active Life podcast, guys. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you're going to wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating and a review. We want to grow this thing. We want to change the world. It's not about movement. It is a movement. Please help us out with that. Remember, till next time, turn pro.